This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3039 for Thursday, the 26th of March 2020. Today's show is entitled Making a Raspberry Pi Status Display. It is hosted by Dave Morris and is about 27 minutes long and carries an explicit flag. The summary is a project making use of my Pi 3A+, an old monitor and magic mirror too. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Hello everyone, this is Dave Morris. Welcome to Hacker Public Radio. Today's show that I'm doing for you is relating to Raspberry Pi project that I've uh, been working on since the end of 2019. I've had something on my to-do list for a while, uh, which was to make some sort of a status display using a a pie and some sort of a screen and I wanted to show the state of various things including some of the HPR stuff that I helped to look after and what I thought I'd do would be to have a pie with a with a monitor and control the the whole shebang over SSH no keyboard or anything like that so I started on the project over the Christmas period 2019 I decided to use the Raspberry Pi 3A Plus, which is a, I guess some people were calling it a souped up Pi Zero, bigger than a zero, but it's, um, it's got more power and facilities, but it doesn't have the connectivity that a uh, full blown Pi has, it doesn't have USB connectivity to any, any great extent. Yannick did a review of this particular model in show 2711 which I've linked in my notes here. So I want to use this Pi and I also wanted to use an old Dell monitor from about 15 years ago when I bought a family PC. It's a strange square monitor. I think lots of monitors were square or a smallish rectangle, not the widescreen things you get nowadays. But it worked, so I thought, well, why not? I had imagined as I was thinking about this that I'd write some software of my own, some sort of a web package which uh, I could access through a browser. And I would, in that that software, I would run various tasks to monitor the state of things. I hadn't really firmed up any ideas, but um, I've written a few web-based tools in the past of no great sophistication. I thought this could be the thing to do. However, I started off by looking around to see what there was, and I stumbled across all of the various things that people do to build what they what tend to be called smart mirrors. A particular software I came across was called Magic Mirror. Well, actually, Magic Mirror 2, because by then it had developed on to um, 
the second level. So the purpose of this Magic Mirror 2 thing, which I'm calling MM2 for abbreviation throughout the notes here, you can use it to make a smart mirror. And a smart mirror is basically a mirror that you would hang in your in a room or in the hallway or something. But you the, the glass or the acrylic panel that formed the mirror would have a two-way skin on it so you could see a source of things behind it so what you would do is you you'd make this fairly thick mirror with with fairly chunky sides to it and inside behind the glass you'd put a monitor possibly a strip down well yeah in most cases people strip them right down to the the bare minimum if you've seen people using old laptop monitors and that sort of stuff what people have tended to do is to use them to display information about the date and the time and the weather and that sort of thing. There are lots of mirror, smart mirror building projects that you'll find on YouTube and all sorts of other websites. I haven't listed any in this uh, in the notes here because I thought you could, if, you, if you're interested in doing this, you could easily find them by doing an appropriate search. The software, the MM2 software that I'm using is actually written in JavaScript um, for use with Node.js. I'd been interested in getting into Node.js at some point, so that made it quite attractive. I hadn't done so, but this looked like a project I could begin to learn my way around uh, Node.js. And alongside it is the Electron package. It's been designed in a modular form with um, quite a few useful modules built into it and an API which makes writing further modules by the community possible. And because it had been run, uh, around for a few years, there was a pretty wide range of third-party modules available. I think it's in active development still, the whole, the whole um, Magic Mirror 2 thing, and uh, people seem to be developing modules for it at a reasonable, reasonable rate. The software needs a Raspberry Pi. It's designed to run a Raspberry Pi, but it has to be a Model 2, 3, or 4. You could squeeze it onto a zero, they say, but I'm not sure I would try, personally. You need to install full Raspbian operating system, not Raspbian Lite, because it needs quite a lot of the stuff that you only get with the, the full Raspbian. So installing it is nothing too difficult, actually. I was surprised how simple it is. It's really well documented. It's one of these cases where you're recommended to use the curl thing that will download it from a website, and you simply pipe what you get into Bash and you run all this lot under sudo. Now, I'm never comfortable with doing this. Having worked in IT and computers for probably 40 years now, I've always been a bit suspicious about what could happen under these circumstances. It just seemed like a bad, bad thing to do. So I didn't, I didn't do that. I actually looked at the, the script that I got after downloading it to see what it was doing or going to do, and I just ran the individual components by hand. But that's just paranoia on my part didn't seem to be particularly dangerous. You do need to install Node.js, which you can do on Raspbian through the apt command. You need to clone the MM2 GitHub repository, and you need to use the Node.js NPM utility, which is for installing Node.js things, and then you can build the whole lot. I won't go into detail with this because the documentation is good. I've left a link to it the various components of it. So as I'd set up the Pi with the 
with its SD card, I had configured it to run SSH and uh, set up a shared key that I could um, share across all of my Raspberry Pis, make it easier to just connect to them without even logging in. That's how I run them all. It's partly based on the show that uh, Ken Fallon did about this some time ago. There'll be a, a reference to it in the in the notes. I don't have the details in front of me. Now you can log into the Pi over SSH and start up the Magic Mirror 2 software but it's a bit awkward doing things that way and it's recommended that you install a thing called PM2 Process Manager for Node.js and this makes it easier to start and stop the Magic Mirror software. Configuration of the software uses two main files Probably just one, actually, if you didn't don't want to do what I'm going to describe. The first file is called config.js. I've given the path where it's normally installed in the default setup. It's a JavaScript data structure which contains configuration details for Magic Mirror 2 itself and also each of the modules that you're using. And usually this file gets created for you from a sample file, config.js.sample, which you can then edit. You have to be careful when you're editing it. I've fallen over this a few times, particularly things like you see an example in um, the module documentation for what you should add to make this module run, and whoever's written it has put a typo in there. And if you don't notice it, you copy that into the master config file and things break. But there is now a tool which you can use to check the consistency of this configuration file, which I've noted here. You run it under npm and uh, it, you type run space config colon check. I try, I've tried that. I've not used it much, but I've tried it and uh, it does a great job comes back and says everything's looking good or, or whatever. The other file that I've been fiddling with is called custom.css. This is the CSS that controls the look of the interface and it can be changed to modify the the way things look and you can change fonts, colors, backgrounds, all sorts of stuff. So I've been fiddling around with it probably a bit more than the other one, but um, I wouldn't uh, necessarily recommend that you do that unless you want to do what I'm doing. The reason I've modified it is because, in my case, I'm not making a mirror, but I'm setting up things as a display on a monitor, which is going to run all day. Each of the modules displays in a semi-transparent box over a static background image, in my case. There's a picture later on. In the, in the notes. There are a few pitfalls in making these changes because the overall thing has been designed to have a black background with white lettering and boxes and that type of stuff over the top of it that you can see but does through the mirror, through the, the two-way mirror, but doesn't intrude and stop it being a mirror. So there, the pitfalls are because the expectation is it's going to be white lettering on black and I'm changing to black lettering on white, or sometimes coloured lettering on white. And um, you can get caught out if you're not, if you haven't dug into what attributes you need to change with stuff being represented as white on white. And you wonder, why am I not seeing? Why is there nothing in that this particular part of the display? 
and that's because it's uh, it's white text on a white background. Anyway, I've included my config.js file and custom.css file along with the episode, just in case you want to look at them because you're, you're trying to get into this thing and want some, some examples. I haven't commented them excessively, but I will go through the modules shortly just to explain what they do. So what I'm actually using at the moment is a bunch of the default modules that come with the package and a number of third-party ones. There's a brief description in the notes. Each of the default modules is documented on the MM2 website and it tells you what properties you need to add to the the modules array in config.js. Third-party ones have documentation on their GitHub pages. I've shown in this sort of generic example of how you would add a module to the uh, the array. Not sure how helpful that is. You must have the modules array in the, the config file and you add an object to that per module. And they're all different and documented and stuff. You, you need to study them reasonably carefully in order to, to configure them properly. So here's a, my list of what I'm actually using in terms of modules. The first one is called update notification. And what this does is it detects whether there are updates to the Magic Mirror 2 software or any of the modules and will simply pop up a display that says there are updates available which you can then go and apply. Usually the up, the update stuff is documented and the individual modules, third-party modules, explain how to do stuff. Not very difficult. So I've got a module called Calendar. I'm, I think I started doing this in alphabetical order for what good that does. The Calendar allows you to merge multiple iCal calendars into the module. This is a default module. Uh, I've included my Google calendar, which I found out how to, to do. But yeah, it's a pri- it uses a private key that I haven't displayed in the in the file. But uh, and there's a few other other calendars from various places, such as you know holidays and that type of thing. So you'll see in the the picture that it's flagging St Patrick's Day, which is just coming up, and the the next HBR community news is in uh, about three weeks or something. I hoped you'd be able to just point this thing at an iCal file in the same directory as the, where the calendar module lives, but it doesn't seem to understand how to do that. It only knows how to read something which is a a, uh, a web URL or URI. I've got a nice multi-year astron- astronomical calendar. I would have liked to have added to this. Probably not not a good idea because it would have made it very very busy but still that was the idea i'm sure there's a way around this but i haven't found it yet there's a clock uh the clock can be analog or digital i like the digital format and i like the 24 hour format and it shows me the date as well and uh it's just sitting in the corner of the monitor ticking away which is cool there's an actual clock beside it but the plan is to make this monitor make this monitor take over from the the, the actual clock at some point. It seems to be more accurate actually. There's a module that shows the current weather and it shows the wind speed, the sunrise sunset times, current weather, cloudy, sunny, whatever, the temperature. 
and it feels like it says 8.5 degrees centigrade at the moment feels like four degrees whatever that means <laughs> it's actually quite windy out there today so probably a bit chilly not been out much today this is i'm in lockdown due to coronavirus as i'm sure many people are but that's quite useful in order to access the current weather you need to at the moment connect to openweathermap.org and you have to log into that and get an API key in order to use it. There is development of a new interface which lets you connect to other weather services. But uh, this is sufficient for my needs at the moment. There's a weather forecast module which also uses Open Weather Map, needs the same API key, and that shows you predicted weather for for um, days in into the future. For the next week, I think it is. There's a newsfeed module which is quite useful it's capable of pulling news headlines from multiple sources and i've selected the guardian and a couple of bbc feeds world feed and that type of thing i'm finding it quite useful i don't watch the television and i don't follow any uh, news sources other than things on on uh, the internet so this is actually quite useful for me just to keep me abreast of what's going on in a hopefully in a way which is not filtered by the various agendas that uh, different news sources have I don't know it's hard to know how to how to handle that one these days where everything is being filtered through some political filter so now moving on to the third party modules first one is called and they all have funny names they all begin capital m m m hyphen mqtt in this particular case i've given the link to to the github repository so i use mqtt a lot on my home network not as much as i planned to but i did i do i did a show on this in 2016 where i talked about making a device to light rgb leds with a pi zero to signal when there were things like new HBR shows or comments which needed attention, or indeed email from my kids. It's another thing it checks for. I use cron jobs to check for these events, and it sends MQTT messages to a broker sitting on this device, and uh, there are there are others. There are several brokers around the house. So I want to be able to add this magic mirror thing into the MQTT network, make it a message recipient. So I f decided to use this particular module and I installed the Mosquito package on the Pi to act as a broker and then set up this uh, this module to accept messages with particular categories. So there are things like MM2 slash comments, MM2 slash shows. That's for HPR comments and HPR shows. There's some others as well, but I uh, haven't really used them to any great extent yet. I get comments, count of comments and shows when there are any any to, to uh, that need attention. I can't do that with the LED thing. It's just there are some or they're not. I did toy with making the LEDs flash and stuff, but that seemed such a weird, a weird idea, really. You'd have to sit there and count the number of flashes, find out that there were two comments pending or something. It didn't seem, it didn't seem like a good solution. So this one actually just shows a number. It's currently reading zero. So this particular module is quite, quite good. It's pretty simple to use and it has a lot of potential for a great deal more. There are other modules in this area that I won't talk about, but just to say that you can make the magic mirror 
generate um, MQTT events of its own, send messages to other systems. People use it to detect temperature of rooms in the house or toyed with having one that noticed when somebody rang the doorbell. Could even make it pop up a picture of who's at the door, I guess. That's maybe a project for later. The second module in this this list, which is not many, um, is... There's only three just looking at it. It's called Capital MMM hyphen Lothian Buses. Mixed case. Now, Lothian Buses is the company that provides the bus service. Uh, not the only one in Edinburgh, but it's the main one, which is um, subsidised by the Edinburgh Council and stuff. And they have created an API to the real-time bus information and I have this on my phone so I can tell when the next bus is due on a particular stop or whatever and I can also the a lot of the the bus stops have got a a display on them which show show the same information so it's all coming from a central server so this particular module given that I have an API key which I applied for it's free took a while to arrive since it seems to be a manual process but um, now that I've got it I've set the module up to monitor the bus stop nearest to my house. I use the bus a lot because I've got free bus pass so it's monitoring it at the moment there are are only two buses go two bus services one's due in six minutes the other one in 22 minutes the six minute one runs every 15 minutes is it? Yeah, 15, I think. Takes me into the centre of Edinburgh. So that is, that seems to be, I've only been running it for about a week or so, but it seems to be a pretty useful thing. It's the sort of thing that you'd be checking to see when would be wise to go and get the, the next bus, because it shows, I'm saying now there's one in five minutes, but after that, you know, wait 13 minutes, 23 and 33 minutes. So it means it's 10 minutes, isn't it? 10 minute intervals but um it's useful if you're you're planning a trip into town which i probably won't be doing for a while due to the, the, the jolly lockdown and everything so finally i have a module called mmm hyphen remote hyphen control and what this does is to create a web address to which you can connect and it will allow you to monitor and modify things within the MM2 installation. So I use it from my phone, but you can actually connect it with a PC. You you configure who can connect to it through the configuration file. I don't know if there's any authentication per se. Not really looked at that yet, but you could certainly restrict what addresses within your home network could connect to it. I configure things that are of a reasonably static nature, like all my Raspberry Pis and stuff, with static addresses. So it's relatively easy. I could configure my phone with a static address, actually, and I haven't done yet. So it's a DHCP address. But... uh, so I would just say, you know, allow the phone and maybe my desktop to access this. Um, the interface allows you to look to see if there are updates. I think you can apply the updates through it as well. I've not tried this. You can shut down the Pi if you want to, but uh, I haven't really explored all the possibilities. It looks quite nice. It's only I've only been using it for 
maybe about 10 days and I've not really got into fiddling with it yet. It's not the most gorgeous thing to use. I thought it was down to the fact that my phone's running an old version of Cyanogen mod called Resurrection Remix and the browsers that I'm using are not very nice. But it seems to be just as unpleasant when I connect to it with my desktop machine. So I don't know something a bit something not quite right maybe it's not configured right or something but it has potential i'm not i'm not 100 certain i'm going to use it i might be more tempted to control this thing through some other device people have got modules which let you connect a, a button to the gpio on the on the raspberry pi so you could or multiple buttons so you can have them to to do the various functions you might want to do don't know what's the best but the fact that there's so many choices is amazing. So there's a picture in the notes which shows the display in full full blast. Took it on Sunday, March 15th in the afternoon. I've configured up the CSS so there's a background picture, which I think is one of my son's pictures from travels a few years ago. Not sure where it's come from. And it shows the temperature and all that, all that good stuff. There's not many buses on a Sunday, so it only shows the number 44. And you can see it's got a, one of the headlines that rotate round at the bottom. I didn't... I try, I've been trying to photograph the monitor. By the way, I had my little Dell monitor died <laughs> during setting this up. So I've got... I'm using a, a larger LG monitor, a widescreen one, which doesn't get used much otherwise. It's not a very big monitor, sits on a shelf above my desktop machine so that, that works out quite well but I cheated in producing this picture I, I connected to the Magic Mirror Pi and uh, did a screenshot of the, the browser just to get a better picture my photography skills are not good enough to have done this very well so finally then further development so I'm pretty happy with this Magic Mirror 2 so I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to be moving away from it there's not much else that would do the same job that uh, I would want to move to at the moment. I need to do more tuning. Like I said, there's probably some white-on-white -white text amongst the various things here. I need to fix that. Possibly do some font changing in places as well. See how, see how I go. I'd like to learn how to write my own module. One idea was to rotate between a set of static pictures on the background. There are modules that will do that, but they tend not to be quite what I want. I, I want to point out a directory of pictures. And at the moment, those that directory of pictures being used as the wallpaper on my desktop machine. And it's available. It's on a Raspberry Pi with a SSD on it. And the directory is being NFS mounted. So I would NFS mount it to the Magic Mirror machine and rotate through through there. I think that would be my, my general idea. I'd like, and there's nothing i found that can do that for me. They tend to be going for web-based uh, picture services and stuff. One thing I'd really like to do is to automate the turning off of the monitor at night. At the moment, I just go to the power switch on the front of it and switch it off when I go to bed. But I've got monitors here that if I do that, my kids complain bitterly because they whistle. The uh, There's still power to the to the circuitry in the in the monitor they it tends to whistle i don't hear it but they do so i'd like to turn the power off completely and uh, the plan is to create a remote control switch controllable by mqtt maybe the pi that's running a magic mirror 2 could uh, could do that 
shut the monitor and turn it back on again in the morning. This monitor has got VGA connector on the back. The other one didn't have that. I'd like to take the Pi in its case and put it on the back of the monitor. In order to do that, I need to make some brackets. I can't find any that I could buy easily. So I'm looking at doing some, some sort of 3D printed bracket for that purpose. So that's uh, that's another project. There's, there's a vast range of possibilities. But um, anyway, I thought I'd just share this stuff with you in case you might be interested in uh, perhaps getting into it yourself. So hope you found that interesting. And that's it for today. Okay, bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hekka Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.